The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We're here each week at this time. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and today, taking the worry out of cancer. Now, Percy, it's not our intention to minimize a serious topic. We're all going to worry a little bit about cancer. Well, it's part of the human nature and our experiences as human beings to worry. And it's interesting why the Word of God reminds us really so often about not worrying because it's our natural tendency to worry. As a matter of fact, some of us are professional worriers. We don't have to worry as much as we are worrying. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) So we need to be reminded and commanded not to worry as much as we do. Even when it comes to cancer. I would say even more so with cancer because of the exertion of what happens to us mentally and emotionally when we expend so much energy and so much time in worrying, it takes away from our ability to channel that energy to fight. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting counterbalance that becomes helpful. It's just not very intuitive. What does scripture say about it? Yeah, it's interesting. The word of God for us uh, in our spiritual nugget for the day is Matthew 6, verses 25 and 26, speaking of the command of God. This is what the word tells us. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? That's a direct quote from the word of God to remind us to counter how much we worry about things that in many cases, Wayne, are out of our control. I'm so glad you shared that here today. We'll come back to that at the end of the program. But also, there's been so many great advancements in cancer care and treatment over the years. This is a a great time to live. It is. It's an exciting time to live. I've been in the cancer community now long, long enough to know 20 plus years that I've seen in my lifetime, and I still consider myself a young man, great advancements of what can be done and what is being doing from a cancer care perspective. And we want to encourage our audience today that cancer is treatable. It is survivable in many cases. And we want to encourage people with respect to their unique journey that there is a possibility still yet to work through whatever dynamics you are working through today. Taking the worry out of cancer, our topic here on health, hope, and inspiration. We have a resource that we want to offer to you, which you can download right now. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. You can go to our website and download it. Four things every cancer patient must do. You'll find this very helpful. We'll talk more about it at the end of the program today. Four things every cancer patient must do. Available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Coming up, our special guest will join Percy, so stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Glad to have you with us. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Remember, as you listen, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Once again, here's our host, Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Steve White. And Steve is a social worker who works in the mind-body therapy department of Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Western Regional Medical Center in Goodyear, Arizona. It's good to have you with us, Steve. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine today. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I'm sure uh, there were patients to see and have been seen, and so uh, we respect your time with regard to the work that you do. Um, In your introduction, I mentioned the fact that you're a mind-body therapist. Let's talk about what is mind-body therapy? What does that mean? Let's unpackage that a little bit. We're talking primarily to a a faith audience, and Mm -hmm. in some cases, there may be some misconceptions or some misnomers around mind-body medicine. It sounds a little ominous and a little spooky and woo. Mm -hmm. So what what exactly is mind-body medicine? How does that work? And and what's the value and benefit of that, my friend? Well, I think mind-body medicine, the phrase is is kind of a a catchword now uh, for counseling, basically, for talk therapy with people. Um, And uh, it incorporates thinking about one's body and mind together as being a unity. And um, I think that's kind of an integrative approach to cancer care, Mm -hmm. for example, which which is what we do. And um, but I think on a basic level, it's counseling. It's talking to people. And I think a lot of times in medicine today, there isn't a lot of talking that gets done. Interesting. You know, uh, people go in, they get a diagnosis, they get their medicine, they go home. And they get and talked to, but they not get talked talk to, with. but there's not a conversation right, often. Right. So this allows patients an opportunity to talk about how they're feeling about their cancer, maybe exploring uh, how they uh, think about it. Uh, maybe they think of about why they got it. Uh, some people question that. They have a lot of questions. You know, they think about um, how long they're going to have it. Will they have it forever? Mm. Is there a cure? Um, there are a lot of issues. Uh, body issues, for example, sure. body image issues uh, um, often get discussed in mind-body medicine sessions, which is something that doesn't always get discussed otherwise. Sure. So to synthesize that, basically the ability to create relational engagement, to allow people to talk and be talked to around how they feel, how they're impacted, and their thoughts and what's going on with them relevant to their process of sickness and disease. And I think when you said relational, I think that's a key part of it. I think a lot of what we do is a relationship that we have with the patient that helps them get through their cancer or their whatever they're going through mm-hmm. when they're going through the cancer. 
Uh, for example, um, I have people that are stressed out by their home life when they have cancer. Sure. Maybe cancer puts a, a strain on their relationships with their family members. And this gives them an opportunity to talk with someone about that and, and unload that, get that off their mind. And I think that's very helpful to them. Ultimately, it probably works on their immune system, boosting their immunity so they have stronger immunity against disease. So when we, when we add that dynamic, we're talking about the potential possibility of having uh, some effects that may be of value and benefit, uh, that when we tie all of that together, we're mm-hmm. really talking about a pathway and an avenue that potentially can empower people uh, along with good clinical care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and integrative medicine practices mm-hmm. that will allow people to be strengthened, nurtured, and empowered. And, 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 and if I could tie this into this very quickly is that, of course, again, from a spiritual perspective and a faith perspective, uh, the basic concept of understanding of the relationship between God and man is, is relationship. It's a relational mm-hmm. communion or commune or uh, communication. You know, again, it's kind of a prime word for mm-hmm. all of those different applications Mm -hmm. that as human beings, we're wired and structured to do very naturally. And in some cases, because of stress, anxiety, that gets complicated and compromised. We're not talking. People are not talking to us. We don't know what to say. We don't know how to unpackage. Mm -hmm. Mind body medicine really helps to, Mm -hmm. to create an avenue to Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. It does. Why is it that you, you have been led to go down the path of doing this type of work with cancer patients? What motivated you personally to do that? Have you been impacted by cancer or was there some type of backdrop that may have motivated your desire to work with this population? Well, I think in the back of my mind as a child, my grandfather died a very horrible death from cancer okay. and that was sort of indelibly imprinted on me sure. uh, to a great extent. But um, also uh, as an adult, I worked in cancer ward. And when I first went to a cancer ward, I thought, wow, this is going to be really, really depressing. Mm, I hear it all the time. And it was just the opposite, actually. It was really uplifting because the staff there took such good care of the patients and there was such concern for them and nurturance that it was just a whole different – it was like another – hospital almost, okay. another venue. It was very, very different. So that got me thinking, wow, this is pretty cool, working among cancer patients. Right, right. It wasn't as scary or depressive as, as I had previously thought. Right. So you've been working in this field for 10 years? Yes. Uh-huh. And actually in, actually in cancer for about 10 years, but in the whole field, I've been working for over 30. Okay. So you've, you've had a fair amount of time with really um, engaging and interfacing with the cancer community. Having said that, let's talk about from your experience, your vantage point, what are the top two or three things that you think are consistent with what cancer patients are dealing with and trying to reconcile themselves with as being a cancer patient, not necessarily in any particular order, but from your practice and experience, what are some of the major hurdles uh, barriers emotionally, mm-hmm. psychologically that cancer patients are dealing with? Well, I think one of them, which is, touches on spirituality, is why me? Mm. Why am I the one that has this? I mean, because cancer often comes just out of the blue. It does. People don't know why they have it. So that's that's a big, big question. Okay, why them. me? Why me is, is a big one. Uh, another one, I think, is... Um, 
a lot of times people will feel, oh, I have cancer. I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. Okay. And there's always a big fear, and there's some reality to that, too, because cancer has a, a sort of a tenacious hold on our bodies that we may be in remission, but it often does come back. And interestingly enough, has now been labeled by many as a disease that can be managed as a chronic disease. A chronic disease. But, it, mm-hmm. so then, but that, that helps us to understand that there's more of a long-term relationship with this versus mm-hmm. something that will be handled and dealt with and then I move on. So mm-hmm. it's important to understand, and I think that's a very valid point. So, again, mm-hmm. why me uh, mm-hmm. dealing with the potential of the mental and emotional dynamic of a long process mm-hmm. of, of having to – deal with the dynamics of cancer, number two, Mm -hmm. and then... Another one is that people often have kind of an old-fashioned view of cancer. They often think that it is a death sentence. Okay. And that's so untrue this day and age for most cancers. Most cancers are, if not curable, they are manageable. And it's a huge message, and I appreciate you bringing up the fact that particularly in the current day and age that we live in, when we hear the word cancer, historically people have synonymously heard death and dying, but that is not necessarily the case. And that's really good news, particularly for those of us who support and uh, uh, empower cancer patients. But for someone that's listening to this show who may have just been diagnosed with cancer, that ultimately at the end of the day does not necessarily mean that you're dying from cancer, but actually you can live with and through a diagnosis and a treatment of cancer. So, mm-hmm. okay, so we, we, we mm-hmm. kind of put those three elements in, in our bucket of, of what you're seeing and hearing. So how do you feel people today uh, now are, are better equipped to then deal with cancer than any time before. We have mind-body therapist, which I believe is what you're referred to. We have pastoral care support. Are we really making any headway into the cancer fight in your opinion? Again, this is not scientific research, just your opinion. How are we doing with the fight against cancer, my friend? What do you think? Well, I think just on a sort of research basis. I think just that alone gives people a lot of hope that there's so much going on. This is an exciting time to be alive if you really think about it. Okay. Because we have computers now. We have this high technology. We can produce the rapidity of change and progress in medicine, for example, is just exponential compared to what it's been for thousands of years. Okay. And now we have the ability to find new medications, new cures, new um, medicines that manage disease okay. like never before. This is really an exciting time to be alive. Well, and, I, and, I'm glad and, to see and, and hear your excitement. Yes. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is just incredible, you know, that what's going on right now. And I think that gives people hope that, you know, there might not be a cure for my particular cancer today, Correct. but there might be tomorrow. Well, I remember when Richard Nixon declared war on cancer, I believe, in 1974. And here we are today. Obviously, we're still talking about the effects of cancer, but we are talking about such great advancements of what we can do. And that's what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you articulate. And then being able Mm -hmm. to really uh, facilitate the ability to encourage and empower people uh, through mm-hmm. the connection of the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, with regard to empowering people from a spiritual perspective, do you have any, maybe one story or a scenario of a situation that you've engaged with a patient that you've seen this in effect, that there was an outcome that left you going saying, wow, that was really worth doing today. This was a good day. 
one recent example, um, and I think this is also a theme that that goes on with a, a lot of cancer patients, is they get really anxious about their cancer. They worry a lot. Absolutely. And often I I remind them that, uh, especially if they're of faith, I'll remind them that um, you don't have to worry. Hmm. Someone's worrying for you. Mm. Leave the worrying to your God. Okay. And and let him do the worrying. Of course, everyone's going to worry a little. Right. But you need to put that aside. Let the experts worry. You're paying them to worry. Hmm. Or your insurance is paying them to worry. Hmm. That kind of allays people quite a bit when they think about it in in those terms. It's interesting that you say that. I just had a very costly automobile bill that I've just paid for my wife's vehicle. And and you're exactly right that you, you cashed your cares upon that individual, which reminds me in closing uh, that the word of God tells us to cast our cares upon he who cares for us. Mm-hmm. And so not just your medical doctor, but also the God that you serve, the God of creation, mm-hmm. the God of all life, casting our cares upon those who care for us. And preferably, that's also our physicians and our mind-body therapist and our clergy and our pastor. But more importantly is the God that we serve, casting our cares upon him who cares for us today. This is Steve white. He's been my special guest, mind body therapist at the cancer treatment centers of America at Western regional medical center in Goodyear, Arizona. Thank you today for being mindful to help others to be mindful about their care as we continue to fight the good fight of faith. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Percy, for having me here. And we'll continue to talk with Percy McRae coming up here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our website, you can go there right now and download this week's resource. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae and talking about mind-body therapy here today. What a helpful conversation. A very powerful and important conversation, Wayne, because in the marketplace there's been some misunderstandings and some indifference, if you will, when you begin to talk about mind and body and therapy. 
uh, particularly to the faith audience that we're very committed to, and you and I are strong believers, that we want to be very clear at the end of the day that it is scriptural and is biblical uh, for us to understand that our mind has impact upon our physical being. But it's good for us to be reminded of that. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, the Word of God tells us that as a man thinketh, in his heart. So is he. So is he. Mm-hmm. So we can't get away from understanding the power of our minds. We were created as a composite being by God. He gave us a mind. He gave us emotions and he placed the. Uh, and we have a spirit and that's been placed inside of a physical body. And they're not to be dissected and torn apart. They work together and they feed off of each other. So we're talking about some very biblical and scriptural concepts that we need to understand. Our theme today is taking the worry out of cancer. And our guest, Steve White, helped us do some of that, didn't he? He did, because understanding that worry primarily starts in our emotional realm, and it feeds up into our conscious thinking that begins to overtake us. It creates oppression, depression, doubt, fear that we have to wrestle with. We must come to terms with and counterbalance. We could preach this message to ourselves, couldn't we? <laughs> Absolutely. I do it every day. <laughs> uh, Steve is a mind-body therapist at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and very helpful conversation, as I said. Uh, the question, why me, that comes from people? I mean, I know lots of people ask that question. Yeah. One of the uh, speaking points that he articulated very well is that one of the things that he does as a mind-body therapist is that he creates ample opportunity for conversation, to talk to and to have cancer patients talk back. We've talked about it often, Wayne, that there's not a lot of talking being done uh, allowing a lot of talking for cancer patients to speak and to share mm-hmm. their fears, their emotions, their thoughts. So that's what the exchange is, is creating a relationship for healthy, open, honest conversation of dialogue and discussion. And I appreciate the fact brought out today that cancer is not necessarily a death sentence. You know, we, we have such a, a feel, look back over the past generation of what advances have been made. It's tremendous. I've, I've often made the comment, and again, the date I believe is 1974, 75, 76, Richard Nixon declared war on cancer, and it was at the height of saying we were going to do something aggressively about cancer. And today we can speak to the fact that we have made tremendous strides and advancements with and against cancer in ways that cancer now is considered a chronic disease to be managed hmm. and not necessarily a disease that people are dying from. We've got a long ways to go, but we've come a long ways. We've got, we? As the Virginia Slims commercial used to say, we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a resource that we're offering called Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. And I wonder if you wouldn't mind going over these four points. Uh, you can download this for free from our website, but I, I want to give you an idea what's in this resource. Absolutely. And again, this is available on our website. Please go get it. But we want to quickly just introduce it to you. Four quick things. Number one, every cancer patient should get a second opinion, at least a second opinion, to validate the first opinion that you had. In some cases, first opinions are incorrect mm-hmm. or not accurate, and we're not not speaking disparagingly against any organization or any healthcare institution, but again, validate information that you've gotten. And in order to do that from a cancer care perspective, get a second opinion. But even if the opinions match, that's that's good information. You need to have that. That's good that information. Knowledge. And again, you can't fight what you don't understand and, and, and feel comfortable that you're fighting so that you can have some resolve that, again, you understand what your enemy is. The second of these four things is find the right doctors. Absolutely. Again, you need to find a doctor 
doctor that will work with you, a doctor that is communicating with you, a doctor who is willing to be in relationship with mm-hmm. you. This is not a single sport. This is not golf. This is a team sport. And there needs to be a, a team concept at work here where you are working with someone who is willing to work with you. And then two more things. Know what questions to ask. Knowledge is power. And fourthly, stay strong for the fight. Absolutely. And these are important elements that we need for you to be strong in the fight. And as we segue, the other element is to have a strong scriptural uh, base to you. And our spiritual nugget for today to reinforce our thought of about worrying is found in Matthew 6, verse 25 and 26. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Oh, my goodness. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father, thank you, Jesus, uh, feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Today, help you to help yourself not to worry as much because God is in control. Thanks for listening and download our free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.